morning and welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. Hey, Trina Learned, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course I'll have you. So Trina Learned is the uh, interim director of a creative arts workshop, which sits right there in the uh, Audubon Arts Plaza. Uh, and they are celebrating uh, their founder who uh, passed away, uh, uh, A.N.P. Uh, Lehman. Is it Lehman? Lehman. A.N.P. Lehman, yeah. And uh, uh, it's just got a very interesting story. So let's get into it, Trina. Tell me about Anne and Lehman and what y'all are planning to do to celebrate uh, her life and the founding of Creative Arts Workshop. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's actually a great story. Uh, in uh, the early 60s, Anne Lehman uh, was an artist. She had a family. She was uh, a mother, a wife, um, and an artist. She had a family and had a lot of friends who were also artists. They had found an abandoned or a vacant building in New Haven. It's the old foot school and thought, wouldn't that be a great place to have some art studios? Except they all had studios or someplace to make their art. What they really needed was a place to teach. They wanted to have students and they were very aware of the fact that Yale, Pear School of Art, some of the other college and universities had art programs for matriculated students, but where could people go and experience art, particularly children? So they were looking for an opportunity to really establish a community-based uh, program to teach art. So they got together and they founded something that they called Creative Arts Workshop. Their first home was in the basement of what's the Slade Eli house. Oh. They literally got, got some cans of paint and whitewashed everything down there to make it look a little less dreary and then uh, traipsed people in and out of the basement. Then they went over to Michigan Israel, which was the temple that was then converted later on into Educational Center for the Arts. They rented that basement and that was the time that the Audubon Arts District was just being developed. So uh, the Arts Council was looking for people to take plots of land and build. And uh, this small group of people, uh, Ann Lehman had led the incorporation of Creative Arts Workshop in 1961 is when our articles of incorporation were signed by Ann. She was the she was official leader um, and they took a leap of faith and bought the land that we're now on. And for $250,000, they managed to build the building that we're currently in. Wow. So, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot. They, they, but the first year they even got just by word of mouth, people telling other people, they got 150 kids to come and do art. And, um, it's been going ever since and taught right up until she died just just a year ago. Um, it'll be a year ago later this month. And she was in her 90s, right? She was, she like was. 90. She's 90, 94 when she passed away. She was here teaching her class up until a month or two before her death. It was amazing. She was. But that was Anne. She was tenacious. She was wonderfully, um, she was just always so vital, so enthusiastic about what she did. And she believed in her students and she believed in her own artwork. So she was here perpetuating her sculpture studio. Um, and the work she did, it's hard for us to describe it here on radio, but she's a metal sculptor. She had some very large pieces. Many people 
may not realize it, but almost everyone in New Haven knows one of her pieces. And that's a piece called Intersections. It's these two cur curly red arrows that are on the corner of Trumbull Street and Whitney Avenue, where Whitney becomes um, Temple Street, right on that corner. Oh, yes. That's her sculpture. So that's one of her more famous things out in the community. So this was a woman who she loved playing with fire. She, she was great with a welding torch um, and really loved the idea that metal had such durability. So she worked in metal. She worked in a couple other medium as well, but primarily we think of her as a metal sculptor. And that was what she taught here at CAW. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to have that kind of visionary because that, that whole, like the, that's the era of Newt, Newt Shank. And, you know, and the creative yes. of the arts council. So I would imagine that these people were very visionary and, and they're thinking about forward, how to, how to, how to keep art and inst institutionalize art so that it becomes a part of everybody's everyday practical lives. So um, that must not have been easy for her to be a woman who can like work with uh, uh, materials that people don't necessarily associate with women working with. Right. Right. Her, her, um, her family, um, uh, her uncles, her father were engineers. They actually, they built the old arena before the Coliseum, but the arena that's was in this plot, that's now the uh, FBI building. And uh, so she had grown up with that sense of, of those things were possible about a sense of really building things. I think it's fascinating that she built these incredibly sturdy structures as well as delicate, beautiful welds where she took small pieces of wire and made them into these beautiful objects. But then at the same time, she built a program that lived, that she was part of for 60 plus years mm -hmm. um, and still thrives. So she really she really was a builder. Um, and she she's written the, our history. She's written several essays about it, and which are here in our exhibition. And she describes her colleagues who helped her found CAW as rabble-rousing wives. So this wasn't <laughs> about their husbands. This was about women who were primarily seen in the early 60s as wives. That was their identity. And this was their 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 true passion. I love it. So how long have y'all been, were you planning this before um, before her passing? Was this, was she expected to be here for this or... Um, we had a we had an honorary um, a wonderful event honoring her um, about three months before she passed. So fall a year ago, we had uh, an event. It was a concert that her son Peter um, uh, gave with an ensemble that he had that he's part of, and that was a benefit for scholarships. That was one of Anne's passion was making sure people could come to Creative Arts Workshop regardless of their means. Um, but this this was really once Anne passed, all of us at Creative Arts Workshop felt that we really, really wanted to honor her. Um, ironically, all the years she'd been associated, she'd never had a one person show here. Really? So she had had some of her work exhibited, but she always shared the spotlight with a couple of other artists. Um, and then we were very, very fortunate that in working with the family, first of all, Anne was prolific. Um, there's an irony now that uh, her son Peter told me just this weekend that she would often give away a lot of her work 
And he would say, I love that piece. That was such a wonderful piece. Why would you give it away? She said, I'll just make another one. So she was very, very prolific, um, which meant that her estate then had um, a really wonderful collection of art that she had chosen to live with in her home. And that estate is working with us to bring that art to the public to bid on. It is uh, the art that's here in this exhibition is for sale. We have an online auction. And um, and those proceeds will benefit Creative Arts Workshop. So this was another way, um, even um, posthumously, that Anne is able to perpetuate what she created here. Um, these are much needed funds and they will go to supporting all the programs that Anne had developed. But we were lucky that the estate had a, a very large collection and um, it's quite varied. I think people will be surprised when they see it that um, they may associate one or two pieces of metalwork with Anne's, um, with Anne's product, but in fact, there are various other sorts of things here. I think some of the most fascinating are what we call little maquettes. They're tiny models, um, because when she started doing large scale public pieces, she couldn't fabricate them in her own workshop. So she'd make a little model and then she'd work with an outside fabricating company to translate that model into something that was maybe 10 or 20 times larger than the model. Um, I think her wow. most famous of those are uh, she did a series of bike racks around town. Yes, um, so I'm afraid I, I went to scout them out and um, they're not particularly in very good repair anymore, um, but they were quite delightful. There are things online about them. And we have one here at CAW that spells out the letters CAW, which of course mm -hmm. means Creative Arts Workshop. So how hard was it to pick the pieces to, like who curated the show? Ah, well... First of all, we were very, very lucky to, um, in keeping with the spirit that that we have been really attached to here at CAW recently, which is to involve mo more and more and wider community at CAW. We work with Thea Buxbaum, whom many people oh, yeah. know from Keller Liddell Gallery and from the, the what I'll call the Westville Renaissance. Uh, Thea and her husband, Gar Waterman, um, have been friends of Anne's and her family's for over 30 years. So the combination of the fact that Thea um, is a professional in, in um, arts and gallery management um, and has a wonderful eye, her husband being a sculptor, and that they were family friends made her the perfect choice for this. Mm. Uh, and I was most grateful because there were so many ways that Thea understood um, either Anne's intent or her wishes, or just um, just Thea knew her family better or knows her family better than I do. So it was a wonderful opportunity. And um, anybody who's listening to this program and who knows Thea knows that Thea always brings wonderful energy um, and a great creative spirit. So uh, I'll go out on a limb here and say that this is one of the most beautiful shows I ever remember seeing at CAW. And that's thanks to Thea's genius. So I love it. So, so you're going to do it across all three galleries in the space. Yes. And it go as it kicked off on December 3rd and it's going to run through January 27th. Uh, 25th. Yep. 25th, um, okay. So, um, so it'll be uh, through for, 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 you know, a full two months. Um, it was a big undertaking. So we've been working on this show for about the last uh, five, well, about last six months. So it's a big undertaking. We wanted to make sure people had ample time to see it. It's a busy time of year. 
Um, and we have some, pro I mentioned that it's an online auction. We have some things in our small shop that are objects of Anne's that are just outright for sale. And then we also have some products. We have a calendar, we have a catalog of the exhibition. We have a calendar that has 12 of Anne's images. We have some note cards. Um, we have what we, we call some swag, some Anne swag um, for people to enjoy. Oh, I love it. So y'all thought of everything. And it sounds like you thought about all price points, like so that everybody could have a piece of this, of, of, of her art life. Thank you for saying that. I mean, even for instance, we have individual note cards. So um, they're, they're four of our favorite images of Anne's work. And so um, even if you just take the note card and put it on your desk, just to remind you, um, they'll make you happy, but yes. I we love want, it. We wanted people to share Anne as much as possible. All right. So, so how are you doing as interim director? How are you doing? I'm great. Um, thank you. What a nice thing to ask. This place is fabulous. And I didn't expect to be quite so captivated, but I am. And the energy here is wonderful. And I feel that this is an opportunity to just continue um, strengthening CAW. Uh, we are like all arts organizations in New Haven. We continue to work and work very hard to make sure that our resources are as stable and um, sufficient as possible. That includes, of course, financial resources, but also just to make sure that students get a chance to come. So we had, we had about 130% growth this past semester over the same period the year before. So we're really starting to see that people are coming back out and joining classes uh, post-COVID. Our new uh, term starts January 4th, um, and we have um, over 60 classes that we're offering um, in the term that runs January and February. So, uh, and we've already had very robust uh, applications, or I should say in uh, registrations and enrollments. So things are going well that way. Um, this, you know, this, everything is just constantly changing here. So um, we're just very excited about our chance to work more and more with the community. This year we have ECA, Educational Center for the Arts, has four of its um, visual arts classes in our studios. And having that energy of students coming into the class four days a week, into the building four days a week, and um, just really watching what they produce is a oh, real yeah. Because they, they, sh they show up at the Arts Council, too, because they use the sandbox. Of course. And, uh, so Audubon Place is like teeming with young people. <laughs> That's right. Well, and it's important. I mean, I am very proud of the fact that we have people and layman's generation who continue to take classes here. But I also think it's absolutely wonderful when I see four-year-olds come in and take classes. And then the high school students who have astonishing talent and wonderful energy. So um, so we want people to believe that anybody can come here and experience the process of art. Mm. So how many students do y'all have, you know, in a, in, a, in a, at any given time? I mean, 60 classes is a lot of classes. It is. Um, and uh, they're not, uh, classes run various different lengths. So some will run the whole seven week period, the eight week period. Others will run three or four sessions. We may have some workshops, a, a weekend workshop and so forth. Um, but we'll have on, on any term, we'll have anywhere from four to 600 students 
Um, so lot, a lot of different people come through our come through our doors. So tell me about the the use of the gallery space and and what do y'all have planned um, uh, for the for the twenty twenty four year? Right. Well, much of that is still in the planning, and I don't think I'm quite ready to sort of pull the drape off it and reveal things, but I can tell you. <laughs> I was hoping to get a little you. scoop, a little bit of a scoop. <laughs> uh, for, um, for several years now, we've had this wonderful series um, called Made Visible, which runs uh, during the month of February um, to commemorate Black History Month, and we do have a really fabulous show planned for that. As I say, I'm not quite ready to make the announcement, but I do want to um, assure the community that this Made Visible series, which has been vital for us, is really important and will continue to perpetuate. Uh, we have a couple other shows planned, um, again, not yet to be announced, but um, at least I'll tease. And that is um, something to commemorate uh, International Wim uh, Women's Day. So that's March 8th. We will probably bring back our edible um, edible book tea. That's an event that um, people sculpt food to, um, oh. to somehow replicate. Um, it's usually a sweet, like a cake, and it replicates um, some book that they've read. Um, and then we serve tea and... People come in, they buy a ticket, and they serve. We serve all pieces of these desserts, so they all get devoured at the end of the day. So that happens in early April. That will be coming up. Um, before that, we have what we call our XOXO show. That's primarily a show by our bookbinding um, students and practitioners, but it also has other um, handicrafts and beautiful objects that have been made by our other studios. So that happens the first two weeks of February. We have a couple student shows coming up. We, um, in part of our hosting of the four classes from Educational Center for the Arts, their senior show and year-end art show will happen here in late spring. So lots of pretty exciting things happening. Um, and- um, now, Do I'm, you all run summer programs, Trina? Do you have a, do you have a summer component? We do run summer programs. So um, particularly uh, mindful of the fact that families need to be able to plan in advance. We are um, just about to publish our summer catalog of all of our children's programs. And uh, in the last couple of years, um, we haven't been able to make it as robust as has traditionally been, but we're back to that level now. So lots of offerings throughout the entire sort of school vacation period of summer. And then um, we'll, we continue to have classes. Um, we actually have, in many ways, we have different groups of students who come in the summer because they have a different flexibility. And um, that's been really exciting. We've For several years, we've had a, a program too in the summer with Hope for New Haven. Um, mm -hmm. We expect that to continue this year. And, um, and we're looking for other ways to really broaden how we can um, not only bring people to CAW during the summer, but help people um, get through some of the logistical challenges that families, um, parents have uh, during the summer when school isn't in session. Um, but we're here and uh, we want people to be here with us. Oh, okay. All right. I, I'm glad to see Creative Arts Workshop thriving. So so this exhibit honoring Anne uh, Lehman, uh, what, what does her family think of all of this? And, and I know they've been cooperative because they've turned over 
her artwork to y'all, but what what are they thinking and what do they make of all of this? Oh, that's a wonderful question. It's actually, for me, it's been a huge privilege to work with her family. So Anne, um, Anne and her husband had three children and the the surviving child, Peter, was uh, was really part of our, we had a very small core committee um, based of Joy Ford, our former board president, Kathy DeMeo, our current board um, secretary, Peter Lehman, myself, and Thea Buxbaum. So we were five of us were um, the core that, that created this show. Peter was wonderfully involved. He helped us uh, pick and gather the work that would be in the show. Peter designed the entire catalog for the show, which um, for me, I don't mean to embarrass him, but for me is truly a labor of love because it, it it's a beautiful catalog and it really, it really shows that Peter had such a connection um, with this artwork and of course with his mother. Um, the Many of the grandchildren came um, both on, on Friday night, we had a preview um, event before the show opened, and then Sunday they came here. And Peter was involved also in the panel that we did on Sunday afternoon for, for the public. So uh, Peter has continued to be very involved. And that's, I mean, this, this too was a legacy that he lived with. And uh, it was really wonderful to share this experience with him to get the show ready and, and up. Now, is he an artist? Are any of the grandchildren artists? Are, or are there any more artists in the family? Um, I think they're all quite, um, quite amazingly skilled. Uh, Peter is, um, is uh, both a musician, an, a, a really quite a talented musician, and um, he has a degree, an, an MFA from Yale in graphic design. So, um, so he did, um, he got some of the bug for sure. <laughs> so now do you, do you have any favorite pieces, Trina? Like, are there pieces that you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, you know, that's such an interesting question because, um, not many people would have known this, but we stored, um, most of this work here on site in a storage area in our building for, um, for about four or five months and it was all jammed in and some of it had come right out of Anne's garden or fields. And so it was a, a little rustic, I'll use that word. And um, and I would often go in this room and take a look at something and it all looked sort of jammed in and wasn't so sure. And then when we started to pull it out and started to hang the exhibition, everything just took on this, not only this beautiful life, but this wonderful dignity, um, suddenly each object had its own identity. So there are a couple of objects that um, I particularly love. And, and I think Thea Buxbaum was very clever in the way that she um, positioned them. One is a spectacular, it's almost four feet wide and almost two feet deep um, metal bow. It's a beautiful oh. shape thing and it hangs so it hangs on the wall so that if you're standing outside CAW 24-7, you can look in and you see this spectacular bow. And that bow is a fabulous depiction of the fact that Anne played with materials that were very hard and made them look fluid and flowing and, and tactile and soft. So that bow is really, um, is really one of my favorites. Um, 
And I like the maquettes for the, the various bike racks that she did. Um, um, well, it's hard to pick a favorite. It, it is. Um, and, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. And and there's quite a bit of range. Um, there are various different things that Anne did. So, um, so yeah. Mm. yeah, that's great stuff. Now, does she have any uh, surviving colleagues or contemporaries uh, that that uh, will come or uh, lend lend some thoughts to this? Or um, we did actually. Uh, I'm so glad you asked that question because one of the other projects we've tried to do some. Um, tangential projects that really um, give a chance for us to magnify the experience of Anne. Um, so Thea Buxbaum in our hallways has put up oversized um, essays, an essay that Anne wrote about the founding of CAW and a couple of other uh, things. We commissioned a poem by Judith Liebman um, about Anne's work. And then in the um, in the late summer, working with Southern Connecticut State University's program called um, uh, Arts Administration and Cultural Advocacy, we had an intern, Sarah Daltal is her name, and Sarah was here for three months collecting oral histories from people who knew Anne. Wow. So she compiled a wonderful series of interviews of people who were either Anne's contemporaries who were also teaching when Anne was teaching or her students to capture their memories and give us a chance to uh, to also codify that and make sure that we have that in our in our records. So we're in the process of putting all of those things on our website so that people have access to them. The panel discussion that happened on Sunday was uh, that Frank Mitchell moderated was not only Peter Lehman talking about his experience with his mother as an artist, Susan Smith, who was the uh, executive director here for 27 years, uh, spoke. Um, and Sherry Block, who uh, as a child lived next door to Ann Lehman and is now the head of the sculpture studio and studied sculpture um, and metalsmithing with Ann for years. And Kim Weston, who really wonderfully represents the sort of the next generation of what is community art, particularly uh, help um, working with children, what does community art mean in, in New Haven and, and how to perpetuate that. So that uh, we videotape that. And we will have that on our website. And then Raheem Nelson did um, an illustration of the event as it was going on. So he sat in the gallery. Oh, yeah, he's quite talented like that. Isn't he yes. amazing? Yes. He's, one of, yes. he's one of our faculty. And he, his work is so captivating. So we also have um, have that. Um, and that will go on our website. So we're we're looking for as many ways as possible to be able to take this stone that years ago, Anne Lehman dropped in the middle of a pond and continue those ripples just moving out and out and out further and further, so. Oh, I love it. That's a one, I love, that's a nice gesture. Cause, because, you know, I think things can get lost if people don't record people talking about things or remembering things. And so that's a lovely way to sort of take that into the future so that young other people can find the conversations that were had uh, with her contemporaries. I agree. I, I love agree. that. I love that. All right. So, so it, it opened on December 3rd. It runs through January 25th. 
so people can go, they could go online. Yep. They can go online in the auction, right? That's right. And um, come see the exhibit. Um, Creative arts workshop is always open and free. So um, you can come to the exhibit um, whenever you come to creative arts workshop. You can also see it any time of the day or night from looking outside. You'll see part of it at least. Um, (laughs) But we're open to visitors uh, five, six days a week, um, Monday through Saturday. Um, and would love to have people participate in any way that they can. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and, and there are things for sale too. Like if you missed the auction, um, you can actually go into the space and go into the, into the gift shop and buy things. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the season to gift people things. So that's right. A piece of artwork is forever. (laughs) And it will make Creative Arts Workshop last forever. So thank you. Yes, because you all are doing this uh, to raise money for for the work, that to to continue the scholarship work that you're doing. That's right. That's right. That's the way that we can really honor Anne is to keep on doing what she started all those Mm -hmm. years ago. Okay. Well, Trina, it is lovely to talk to you and to see you. Thank you. And I, I enjoyed this conversation and I'm going to make my way over there to see this, this exhibit. I got a whole month. So, uh, and while the weather is gorgeous, I'll get over there. Terrific. Yeah. Great. Brings so, is there any, any last thing you want to say before we sign off? No, I think this was wonderful. And I really appreciate the chance to have a conversation about one of my favorite subjects. Thank you. Well, well thank you and uh, enjoy the holidays. And I'll be in there soon enough. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. Thank you, Trina. Me too. Take All right. care. Thanks. All right. Take care. Okay. All right, Harry Droz, we are out. Thank you so much for a wonderful uh, morning. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to have a guest tomorrow. Let me, let me check. Because, you know, I'll get to talking. And before I know it, I'll be like, ooh. Uh, I thought I was going to have somebody from the uh, modern opera come on. But I haven't secured that just yet. So who knows? We'll see. Anything, yeah, listen, anything will happen in the next couple of hours. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so if you're around, if you're in Audubon, if you're downtown New Haven, you must stop by uh, uh, Audubon Plaza because that's like, you know, the arts hub. The Neighborhood Music School is there, Creative Arts Workshop, Arts Council of Greater New Haven, ECA, uh, Community Foundation, New Haven Ballet. I mean, it's just chock full of art. So go over to the Creative Arts Workshop and uh, take a look-see at uh, the founding founder, uh, Ann P. Lehman's uh, work. I can't wait to see it. And, you know, I'm a sucker for note cards, so I'll be buying up note cards like you would believe. So I will see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Mm-hmm.